We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We've got Al Galdi via the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter via the books. Download the BetQL app today, Al. Can you feel the excitement? It is Dallas week. My friends, I am excited. I'm excited to root <laughs> for a commander's loss on Sunday. I cannot wait. Uh, Walker, Walker dropped his headphones. He's so upset that, with you right now. Uh, he can't even see it, see straight at this point. No, man. He, I know he's loving. He's loving this. I want to give him credit mm-hmm. because it's Galdi that always thought about the future first. It's true. And I'm into the now, and he was always like draft position. And you know, Gall's done such done a great job with the Wizards that he, um, I guess, was hoping that we get some carryover. So what do you have to say for your team? Yeah, uh, not what we expected. Uh, not the step-forward season that uh, we were told that the team needed this coming season. That's for darn sure. Um, it's amazing, man. I mean, all they had to do was uh, win a couple of games here down the stretch. I mean, it seemed pretty doable. You know, the schedule certainly set up in that way, but they're not there. And we've gone it, – it's amazing how the season has turned. We've gone from actually feeling pretty good about the state of things. And I even did an installment of my podcast a few weeks ago talking about, hey, 7-5-1, and one, you know, this great turnaround is the Ron Rivera rebuild working. Like, it looks yeah. like everything's kind of taking form. And everything has fallen apart, it feels like, over the last six weeks. I mean, the team hasn't won a game since that Falcons win in late November. Like, you think about that, how long it now has been since the team won a game when all it had to do down the stretch here was win a game or two. Like, that was it. You didn't have to win out. You didn't have to be great. It's not like you were facing a murderer's row of opponents. Like, all you had to do was win a game or two. And that hasn't happened. And so, yeah, I mean, this season is ending in a really bad way. And, you know, you think about it, you look at the last two seasons now, weeks 14 through 17, this team is 0-7. This team is winless, weeks 14 through 17, the last two seasons. Like, down the stretch, each of the last two seasons, the team has faded, and that obviously is not a good look. Not at all. And, you know, it, like you said, it was a murderer's row. They they had some momentum going. And, you know, they had a couple injuries here and there, but it, it is interesting uh, how quickly it spiraled out of control, and they had that extra week. You thought it was an advantage between the Giants games, and it looked the opposite. I mean, because they came out, and they didn't look like the smarter team. They didn't look like the more prepared team. That, that looked like New York, and that that's the one that I think this offseason, and yes, this most recent one stings too, but that's the one to me that I, that I still I need a full-on like investigation on <laughs> as to what in the world happened between that first Giants game and the second Giants game. 
Yeah, you know, I think one of the discouraging things as a Commanders fan is that it may well be that the Giants finally have gotten their act together. You know, yeah. the Giants the, the Giants have been worse than Washington over the last, like, five, six, seven years, and the Giants have had, like, a turnstile going in terms of head coaches. But this setup that the Giants now have with Joe Shane running player personnel, Brian Dable as the head coach, I know we're only one season into it. Maybe we feel a totally different way a year from now. But it really feels like the Giants got those hirings right and that they now have a tactical advantage over a lot of people. I mean, that Giants roster isn't very good. And and if you just did a dispersal draft, all of the Commanders players and all of the Giants players, you would take so many more of the Commanders players than you would the Giants players. And yet the Giants are where they are and our team is where it is. And I think that that's telling. Oh, it is more disappointment. Um, I still have to find a way to get in fight mode because right before kickoff, I know I'm going to want to win a game. And I know that's where we're going to differ. You want the draft pick. I want to beat the Cowboys. And, you know, having done this kid's game throughout the preseason, we've seen him. This kid is just as good as anybody else that's young. They got a chance to play with their teams. And I think it was uh, disgraceful that it was put out that he wasn't ready on a team that very seldom doesn't even have his own starters ready. <laughs> so that's the damn thing that pisses me off, that they would leak this about a kid out there, and they, why don't they get their pass protections ready? That would be a nice novelty. Yeah, there's no doubt. I, I mean, I, I'll say this. I want the team to lose. I do want Sam Howell to play well. I'm actually very excited to see what he looks like and – this really was like the only call to me, like start Sam Howell. You know, one game isn't going to be the end-all, be-all, tell-all. We all understand that. But it is time to start to ramp up the evaluation of him because as you enter into yet another off-season quarterback search, it'd be nice to have at least a little bit of an idea of what you might have in this guy. I mean, I think he's a really intriguing prospect. And, you know, I know you say, well, fifth-round rookie quarterback, okay, but he's not a normal fifth-round rookie quarterback. Things got really strange with the quarterbacks in this past draft. And, you know, here's the guy, I mean, everybody knows this, but a little more than a year ago, he was viewed as a potential number one pick in the 2022 draft. So he fell to the fifth round. It was, I thought, a really good value pick by the team. And so, yeah, let's kind of see what you might have in someone like this. Um I don't know what to expect. I don't know that anyone does, but I I will say this. I know some people have said, like, well, you're kind of throwing him to the wolves in, you know, game number one, being against a team with a really good defense. I I don't think you look at it like that. Like, let's see what he has. Let's not operate out of fear. And, you know, one of the ironies here is that the guy who Ron initially wanted to start over Sam is a guy who nobody gave a chance to in his first start for Washington, right? Taylor in that playoff game against the Bucs, and he performed surprisingly well. Like, you never know with this stuff. The NFL so often is so wrong on quarterbacks. I mean, this Brock Purdy thing should have everyone rethinking things, with the very last pick in the draft now being the quarterback of the team that may well be the best team in the conference. And so who's to say that Sam Howell doesn't go out there on Sunday and play surprisingly well? Like, could he be really bad? Sure. But could he be better than what people are anticipating? I think that that's possible, too. So I'm rooting for him. I don't want the team to win, but I am rooting for Sam, and I want him to play well. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're here with Al Galdi, Al Galdi Podcast, the Nats Chat Podcast as well with our friend Mark Zuckerman. Uh, you can hear him there. Uh, BetQL guest hotline with us here on Burgundy and Gold today. All right, let me let me throw this at you. This offseason, 
what do you anticipate, knowing what we know uh, to this point about, uh, obviously, a sale most likely headed for a full sale? We just don't know how quickly it'll happen. Uh, I got worries. I mean, you were probably just a young punk in College Park, and I don't even know if you're in College Park at this point. You might have been in middle school uh, going into the 99 offseason. Uh, and how that whole, or the you know the, how that whole thing broke down, you know, with with the last sale of this franchise, and this team was kind of paralyzed throughout a lot of that offseason. Lost Trent Green uh, for one, but obviously Charlie Castley pivoted, was able to get Brad Johnson in a trade. Do you feel like this team is going to be hamstrung because of that situation? I would like to think no. Um, I, I mean, w- what I think is going to be the case is I think Ron and his crew are going to be safe because unless this sale happens at what would be lightning quick speed, the sale is going to happen after the coaching cycle in January and February. I mean, we haven't been given much of an idea of a timeline. The closest thing we got was that report from Jake Glazer early November. The hope was that the sale would be completed by the league meeting in March. Well, obviously March is beyond January and February. And if you're Dan and you're selling the team, why would you incur the cost of paying off Ron and his staff and hiring a new coach and paying that guy and his staff? So it's kind of funny. The thing that everyone has wanted for years, Dan selling, appears to be happening. (laughs) But now that very thing is preventing something else that a lot of people want to happen, and that is for Ron and his crew to be ousted. So it's kind of odd the way the football gods can work. But, yeah, I mean, I think in a weird way, Ron is actually one of the safer guys in the NFL right now. Yeah. But in terms of, like, can you do the things that you want to do this offseason, I would think yes. I mean, I don't think that Dan's going to be spending a ton of money on infrastructure, okay? But in terms of, like, can Ron, say, trade up in the draft or something like that, I don't see why he wouldn't be able to do that. But, of course, that ignites a whole other topic, which is, you know, if Ron is going to be out after this next season – do you want him trading up in the draft for a quarterback who then is going to be subjected to an entirely new staff come the following season? So, like, there's that part of all of this that's kind of messed up. But I would think in terms of, like, roster maneuvering, Ron should be able to do as he wants to do this offseason. So what you're saying is that we're basically screwed <laughs> for another uh, season. Of. Kind and of. it's going to be a is you know really what you I mean yeah. we're going to have another season of a headless horse. You could unless it ends up being you know it's interesting Scott brought up ninety nine what happened in ninety nine yeah great the year team had a surprisingly good season ten and six won the division and we know how it is here this team when it's supposed to do well never does well and <laughs> right. then when the team is supposed to be bad yeah. actually tends That's to do point. better than anticipated. That's a good point. That's so, fair. I, I fully expect them to win the division next season. Yeah, but, but, but golf, yeah, I, I, yeah. We, but I get what you're saying. We've not had this level of talent since we've been communicating on air. Yeah. The, the room has talent. We got talent. We got now. We need some help at linebacker. That's clear. Offensive we, line. We got some geriatric spot. Well, see, I'm not as down on the offensive line as a lot. Well, you mean you need two I'm, new I'm, guards, I'm, though, right? Well, I'm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd like to have a guard, but right. I'm just saying protection schemes can cover up a lot. So I'm not killing the line like a lot of people are. Okay, I'm killing the fact that we're not addressing people that need help on the line. So who do you blame? Okay, so if you put a tight end on a premier pass rusher, is it the tight end's fault or your fault? Did you like the scheme last week on fourth and one where Curtis Samuel was responsible for blocking Miles Garrett? Yeah, I thought that was smart because <laughs> it was innovative. 
I saw it was so mad. No. Just checking. I'm just just wanted to know what you thought I'm about I'm just kidding. Yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. Who are we joking? Yeah. What's, here's a question for Galdi. What's going to stop us from being in last place oh, I like that. a year from now? Uh, trading up and getting a stud quarterback, you know. But beyond that, I'm not sure. I, don't, I mean, I don't know what to tell you because the body of work now from this regime over three seasons just has not been close to good enough. I mean, there are some good things that have happened. There are some good players who have been acquired by this regime, so you can say that. But if you take a step back, you know, 30,000 feet, and you look at everything in front of us, like it's three consecutive non-winning regular seasons. You know, if you go by point differentials, you know this team has been outscored by 141 points since the start of last season. I mean, 141 points. Like, Oof. what are we doing here to where that's where we're at? Wow. And I, I know you can make excuses, you know, the quarterback stuff, the injuries. Everybody has excuses. Like, 141 points? Really? We can't do better than that? So it's tough. I mean, I am encouraged by the defense this season. I think you, 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 you got something there. But this is a league of offense. Like, you've got to be able to score. And they cannot figure out offense. And it really has become maddening. I mean, all these different quarterbacks, now you have to say all these different running backs as well. They've talked so much about this formula this season. I mean, the formula to me is kind of funny. The formula is code for our passing game isn't good, and so we have to try to mask that as best we can. Like, that's what the formula is. That's not a realistic way to have sustained success in today's NFL. That, that's something you do when you can't do the thing that you most need to do, and that is throw the football effectively. So, yeah, I mean, the offense is the thing. They've got to figure that out, but – to your initial point, I do agree with you. I do think that there is talent on this roster, and I think that's the good news. And I think if you ever could figure out this position that we call quarterback, <laughs> I, actually th- I actually think that you're not like terribly positioned. Like You have guys on this team who can play, but it's that most important position that has eluded this team for decades. And until you figure that out, it's very difficult to win. True that, uh, you know, the search goes on uh, another offseason, but uh, it will be uh, – I, I see the odds on Derek Carr now have the commanders at a 10% chance, the Jets, Colts, Buccaneers, and Panthers with higher percentage chances, um, according to this one service I just saw. What, what do, you, do you buy into Derek Carr could help this team? Do you think that would be a good move for them, or, do you, or is that something that would be maybe too costly? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what it would cost. I, I'm really – not that excited though about going down the veteran quarterback path again like I think if you really want to get this right you need to draft a guy you need to get someone who's young who's rising who has more of a ceiling you know Derek Carr I I think he's been a pretty good quarterback but we've seen the best of him like at this point the best case scenario with him would be he maintains what he has been and doesn't start falling off a cliff like everyone else who comes here it feels like does in other words, you're not getting like a guy on the rise in Derek Carr. If you draft yeah. someone, in theory, you're getting someone who can be getting better and better. To say nothing of you're getting someone who's young, who doesn't have mileage on his body, and who also will be under the terms of a rookie contract for his first few NFL seasons. And so I think that's the thing to do. I mean, th- th- this regime has yet to actually do that, right? Go quarterback in the first round. And, you know, every draft, there's been kind of a reasoning behind it. And at the time, you can kind of sort of understand it. But, you know, you take a step back now. There are guys who are promising, if not already good, who this team could have drafted, right? We all know about 2020 with Herbert and Tua and now Jalen Hurts. 
You look at 2021, I think conceivably the team could have traded up to take Justin Fields. You look at this year, you know, Kenny Pickett is playing better. This team could have drafted Kenny Pickett. Maybe a year from now, you know, we say it's a good thing they didn't take Kenny Pickett, but, like, there's a guy on whom this team could have spent a first-round pick this year, and maybe that guy could have been the franchise guy who this team has been searching for. So, especially in what is set up to be a quarterback-rich draft, at least in theory, you know, who knows, but this is said to be a quarterback-rich draft. I think that's the way to go. You know, you, yeah. you try to go quarterback in the first round. And that's why, to me, it is important that the team loses Sunday. Like, I, I know some people hate hearing that stuff, and I don't like rooting for the team to lose, okay? But if you need to trade up, which almost, which uh, likely this team will need to do to get the guy at once, having a higher first-round pick is of higher trade value. And that's the idea behind this. The, the difference between having the number 10 pick and, say, the number 15 pick is significant if you need to trade up into the top five, top three to get the guy who you most want. And so that's, I think, the reasoning behind, hey, play well this Sunday, yeah. but lose. You know, maybe late in the game, Ron can bench Sam for Carson Wentz, have Carson come in and do his thing. Now you talking. And, and, and secure the loss. Like yeah. our guy Josh Norman in 2019, Doc, yeah. you know. Yeah. That's you, put, right. you put Jano into the game, he gives up the touchdown to Greg Ward, and all of a sudden we're picking number two in the draft. That's right. Now there you go. There we agree. There, you there go. we agree, brother. All right, Galdi, as always, man. great talking to you, my friend. He's uh, the best. Have a good one and happy new year. Thanks for happy coming new on year, with us. Galls. Thank you very much. Same to you, man. man. At Al Galdi on Twitter. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.